Welcome to Health with Hashimoto's, a podcast for you if you are diagnosed with Hashimoto's, wondering if you might have thyroid problems, or you're at risk for this autoimmune issue because of genetics. Exhausted and overwhelmed, you long to feel like yourself again, but you don't know where to start. Welcome to the Exhausted Mom's Path to Whole Health. Hi, I'm Esther. I am a registered nurse, and after 17 years in emergency departments around the country, I grew fed up by the system that only looks at symptoms and slaps short-term band-aids on problems instead of helping people truly discover how to reclaim their health. I went back to school for holistic health, and I am here to help you discover your next step on your journey to whole health. Whole health is made up of body, mind, spirit, diet, and environment. Changes can be made in any of these areas to help you create better health. Each episode of this podcast will provide simple and true tips so that you could take action immediately. Let's dive in to today's topic. Is there a link between depression and Hashimoto's? Is there a link between depression and hypothyroid? All of the evidence that you hear appears to indicate, yes, there definitely is. In fact, a lot of people point to depression or anxiety or both as one of their first reasons for seeking medical care to figure out what is going on with me. So we know anecdotally that there is definitely a link between depression or mental health and Hashimoto's. In the research, it's a little bit more sticky. Um, a big meta-analysis, actually several different meta-analyses have looked at many different studies and they say there is a slight correlation, but there's not a causation, but it doesn't really matter what the research says. What matters is how you feel and what you can do about it. So if you are listening to this episode and you feel depressed, I want you to get help. I want you to seek out help and do all that you can because depression really sucks. And I'm really sorry if you're battling it. There's a lot of different things that you can do, but sometimes we just feel stuck. In this episode, I'm going to talk about three things specifically that you can do. Um, But of course, always have a chat with your healthcare provider and see if there's something else that you can do. If you need to be on some medications or talk to your counselor, if you don't have a therapist, it might be time to make an appointment. We know that many of the same root causes, triggers, and strategies that can help your thyroid, can help your immune system, can help your Hashimoto's, these same root causes, triggers, and strategies can also help with depression. So a couple of my podcast episodes that you might want to go back and listen to would be episode number seven. It's all about stress, your thyroid and Hashimoto's. Episode eight is a continuation of that. I give you five additional tips to reduce and manage your stress. And then episode 12, I talk about a key for a happy holiday season with Hashimoto's. So all three of those episodes might be helpful for you as you figure out different tools in your fight for optimal health. We all want better health. And if you're dealing with depression, you definitely want to improve your mental wellness. So what are some things that you can do? Well, I already mentioned talking to your healthcare provider and your counselor or therapist. Those are... Those are foundational. 
other things you can do. Number one, optimize your thyroid hormones. Now, if you've not downloaded my Hashimoto's 101 guide yet, it's free. It's on my website, Hashimoto's.com guide, and you can download that. In there, I go through what the different labs are, what they mean, and what you can do about them. I created it to be a really quick and helpful guide to you so you can understand what is your thyroid, what is Hashimoto's, what do I do next. You can also listen to episodes two and three where I talk about those foundational aspects. So when you're looking at your thyroid hormones, T3 is the active form of thyroid. And I go into inactive and active and all of that in those previous episodes, episodes two and three. Um, But T3 is the one that you want to look at. If that one is low, you can just feel more depressed because you don't have as much energy. So take a look at your labs. If your T3 is low, then you need to work on your thyroid hormones. It might not be as easy as just taking a medication, or it might be as easy as taking a medication. Some women, when they get on thyroid medications, they feel like themselves again. They feel like they have energy. They feel happy again. It's like a switch, and they're so grateful to be on thyroid medications. For others, it doesn't work that way. You have to figure out what works for you, and that is why I always come back to the concept of you are your own healthcare CEO. You're your own CEO. Your healthcare practitioner, your therapist, your coach, all of these people, they're in your corner, they're on your board of directors, but you have to look at the whole picture and you have to figure out what is working and what is not. Obviously, don't stop your medication without talking to your doctor. If you feel like it's not working, then you have another conversation with, hmm, these are the symptoms that I was experiencing. This is what I'm experiencing now. What do you recommend to do about it? This is what I think. Like, that's a good conversation to have because your doctor is, or your your healthcare provider is on your team and they're in your corner fighting for you. If you don't have a healthcare practitioner that's fighting for you, it might be time to get a different one because I guarantee most doctors, most nurse practitioners, most PAs, most of them went into medicine to help you. That is their goal. That is their heart's desire. Some of them get jaded by the insurance industry. Some of them get jaded by the CYA medicine that we have now, the sick care instead of health care. Um, but I guarantee that most of them went into medicine to help you. So if you don't feel like your practitioner is one of those, then get a different practitioner. Okay, so you want to optimize your thyroid hormones, especially T3. The second thing you can do is dietary changes. There is a huge link between your gut and your brain. You have three times more signals going from your gut to your brain than from your brain to everywhere else. You think about your whole body and you always think your brain controls it all, right? There's more signals going from your gut to your brain. It just blew my mind when I first read that. And it just points that we really need to take care of our guts. We really, really do. What we eat matters. So your gut-brain connection is super powerful. And we've already talked about gut health quite a bit. I've talked about some foods that you can take out of your diet. Um, I don't think I have talked much about collagen. That's going to be a conversation for another day. But if you are working on your gut health and you've already done prebiotics and probiotics, activating collagen would be another step. Not just any old collagen. You don't want a collagen that just dumps something into your body. You want something that has many different 
peptides, many different strains. The one that I love has 10 different strains and that's more than any other that I've seen. But you also especially want a collagen that activates your own production of collagen because that is where we excel when our body is doing what it's supposed to do. So your gut relies on a healthy collagen for a healthy gut. So that's another thing you can do if you're working on gut health. I will have a link down in the description if you want to order the one that I love. So another thing with your dietary changes is food sensitivities. Food sensitivities can lead to symptoms of depression. I have shared in other episodes that when I eat gluten, it's almost instantaneous. I have this horrible depression. For me, gluten is an instant depressant. It, it's not very fun at all. But just think of that. Before I went on my elimination diet, before I realized that gluten was a problem for me, was I feeling that every day? Well, I don't know because it was my normal. I don't think I was, but I don't remember. And this is why when I have a consult with anybody, when you sign up for a Hashimoto's health session, the first thing I'd have you do, even before we come together on our Zoom meeting, is I have you feel, I have you fill out a wheel of health um, assessment. And so we look, how round is your wheel or is it really flat? Because then we'll come back to it. I've had clients who come to me initially and they say like, one of them, I remember, she was tied to the bathroom. She could not leave her house. She had to time it because most of her day was spent in and around the bathroom. Two or three months later, when we talked, I reminded her of that. And she's like, oh my goodness, I totally forgot that that was how I was living. That's so crazy. How could I forget that? And it's true. We forget so easily what our normal is because it changes gradually and we feel so much better. So we're like, this is how I've always been, but it's not true. So take an assessment and write down, how do you feel? And then monitor changes. So food sensitivities can lead to symptoms of depression. If you feel like this might be an issue for you, go on an elimination diet. Especially when you're looking at depression, you do want to take out inflammatory foods. You want to take out gluten and sugar, the things we've already talked about. But also you want to take out neurotoxins, which can include a lot of, of artificial food colorings. Now, Europe and other countries have banned a lot of the things that the United States still embraces. So read your labels. If you're eating processed foods, make sure that you're not eating ones that have artificial food colorings. That's another thing to include in your elimination diet because food sensitivities, the foods that you eat, the dyes, the chemicals that you are exposed to through your diet can lead to symptoms of depression. The next thing that you can look at, we've talked about thyroid hormones, we've talked about dietary changes. Your third tip for today is look at your nutrients, your micronutrients and your macronutrients. Are you eating well? I know of one person and her depression is very, very tied to how much protein she is eating each day. If she's not getting enough protein, she feels depressed. She has noticed that about herself by keeping a log and she makes sure that every day she has enough water because that's key and she makes sure that she gets enough protein for her that is her priority for her mental health so some of these things are macronutrients you know like protein others oh and 
healthy fats. Omega-3s, I don't necessarily include them as a macronutrient, even though they are fat. Um, but let's start with omega-3s. They are crucial for your nerves and for your brain. Now, all of the cells in your body need healthy fats. They need those omegas because they're building blocks for your cells. I always say, you, if you don't have healthy cells, you can't have healthy organs. If you don't have healthy organs, you don't have a healthy you. So make sure that you're getting enough omega-3s in your diet. If you're not getting enough in your diet, then that's where supplementation comes in. Personally, I take an omega-3 every single day. When I was pregnant and breastfeeding, I was taking two or three times what was normal because not only was I, you know, giving my own body the nutrients it needed, but I had to provide the nutrients for my very wanted parasite. <laughs> a baby is truly a parasite when it is growing inside. It's taking all of the goodness from the mom. So it's your job as a pregnant woman to make sure that you're getting enough in your diet. And if not, then that's where supplementation comes in. So omega-3s are super, super powerful. On that pregnancy note and breastfeeding, there is a link between women who do not supplement with omega-3s and postpartum depression. One of the studies I read, it said that the biggest link between postpartum depression and anything else is supplementation with omega-3s. You have to be getting enough healthy fats in your diet while you're pregnant or else your body will give of itself to this growing baby. Same thing when you're breastfeeding. You have to make sure that you're getting the enough omega-3s or it's putting you at risk for depression. So that's a simple one to include in your supplement regimen, omega-3s. Other nutrients that play a role in mental health include a lot of the B vitamins, especially B6. But a lot of the B vitamins, in they're related to mental health, especially depression. Another micronutrient that's important for mental health and depression is iron. Vitamin D is also important. And then magnesium. Magnesium is important in so many different things, and it is one of the top nutrient deficiencies in the world, even in the Western world. Yes, you might live in a developed country and you might think I'm eating well, but a lot of us are deficient in magnesium. So these are some simple things you can add to your supplement routine. Again, make sure that you're logging. These are my symptoms now. This is what I'm changing. And this is what's happening. Because if you don't keep track of the data, then you don't know exactly what worked. So in review, those three things I talked about is number one, optimizing your thyroid hormones. Number two, making dietary changes and tracking them, including perhaps doing an elimination diet to see what works for you. And then... The third thing was nutrients, macronutrients like protein and micronutrients like B vitamins, iron, omega-3s, vitamin D, and magnesium. The other huge thing when we're talking about depression is lifestyle. And we're going to dive into that in the next episode. I'm going to talk about seasonal affect disorder and depression and a lot of things that you can do. I did ask for people to leave me some comments on Instagram, and I've gotten some great feedback on what works for you. If you haven't seen my Instagram post, I am at esterwhy.rn on Instagram. You can go over there. I think I did a quick live stream asking for tips, but the best way to get a hold of me if you want to be featured on this podcast is head over to Telegram. It's a free app. It's a messaging app that I use the most because it's secure and it's just simple to use. I love it. Um, send me a voice note on Telegram. 
make sure to type a little note first so that I know you're a listener to this podcast and that you're answering this question. And then if it's appropriate, I could include it in this next episode where I talk about what works for you. If I get enough answers, maybe we'll have to do a third podcast episode because we really want to crowdsource a lot of things, right? I feel like that's one of the huge benefits of living in today's age. I think about my grandma. She didn't have the internet. When she was facing health problems or questions, she had like the encyclopedia or the library or the women around her. Right now, we have access to so many resources. Like I just pull up PubMed and I have thousands and thousands of peer-reviewed research articles right at my fingertips. Or I post a question on Facebook or Instagram and I have hundreds of my friends and followers being able to chime into the conversation. We are so blessed to be able to crowdsource and look up researched information and find out what can help us the most. You also have podcasts. I'm here in your ears right now and this was something that was totally unavailable. You know, a decade or two ago. I just feel so blessed to live here and now and be able to join forces with so many people all working hard to improve the health of ourselves and of everybody around us. If you feel like your friends might benefit from some of this information, go ahead and share this podcast with them. You can share it in your stories. Make sure to tag me. You can send them a text or an email. But the biggest thing you can do to increase the reach of this podcast is leave me a written review on whatever platform you're listening to. It really, really helps in the algorithm. It helps the different podcasting platforms to know this is good information. Let's push it out to more people. I thank you in advance for each five-star review and every single written review. You really bless me every single time you do it. Thank you so much. I will see you next week. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Please be sure to discuss any concerns and plans with your trusted healthcare professional.